Hello and welcome back to the Thomas Fitch Sports Show. I'm Thomas Fitch. Today we are recapping Texas's 24-7 loss at TCU, as well as talking about um, the college football playoff as the new rankings will be released next or tomorrow on Tuesday. Let's get started. All right, so we're going to start off talking about the offense. So clearly what we're seeing is that the offense can't and won't get much done this year. That's just what we've been given with the offensive line injuries. I have seen that Connor Williams is close to uh, being able to come back. I don't know if <clears throat> if that's actually something we want to do because you could hurt a medical red shirt. I don't know if he's going to want to go pro anyways. There's talk about that, but he is being given top 10 um, draft grades. So we'll see. But the offensive line is still pitiful. The run came, can't get anything going. And this was finally the first week in a while where the offense had been tested against a good defense. <clears throat> you look at our past couple weeks, Baylor, not a good defense. Oklahoma State, not a good defense. OU, not a good defense. And you look, you look at the Bedlam game that was, you know, they were putting up well over, I believe it was 62 to 52. That is an incredible, incredibly high score. So it shows those teams have terrible defenses. Now we go against a very fundamentally sound defense in TCU, and it shows we only score seven points. Um, you look at Bouchel, didn't have a great game. Um, <clears throat> didn't make any huge you know, turnovers, but again, it, it was classic Shane. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing special. He was 21 of 44 for 254 yards and a touchdown, and 12 carries for negative 23 yards, but again, that that takes into uh, account sacks. So, again, it was another very slow start. You look at the first the first drive when TCU started off with the ball. There were uh, two personal foul penalties, gave him 30 yards, um, and in the end led to them scoring, and that hurt a lot. Um, you know, and, and who knows, they might have still scored without those penalties, but... It, it just it, you have to look at it and think if if you eliminate those first two penalties, can you start off with a stop? You get the momentum, and now your offense can take that momentum, go down and score, and it's a whole different game. So that's a little on the defensive side, but offense was also terrible um, all game long. But took them a while to finally start getting drives going. In the second quarter was when we got our score, and it was actually a decent drive. I think um, the, when we do best uh, driving is when we start to get into the hurry up quick because that's what you have to do um, with when you have no offensive line is quick check downs, get the ball away from Shane as quick as possible, and that opens up the running game more. Um, I think it's funny because at the beginning of the year, we're talking who gets to start, Chris Warren, Kyle Porter. Why do they keep getting all these touches? Why is Kyle Porter taking all the touches from Chris Warren? Kyle Porter got zero touches this game. Chris Warren got one for three yards. Young, or and Antonio uh, uh, Carter was out for this game. So Young uh, carried the majority, but only 12 carries for 31 yards. So obviously the lack of offensive line depth and quality at the starting position is hurting that run game, which in turn hurts the pass game because it, it makes our offense very predictable. Uh, the other thing is, again, you can't get, deal in the what-ifs world of would Sam have done better. I'm still a little bit unsure of what Sam's injury was. Um, what I heard right before the game was that it was an inner ear injury. I don't know if that's related to the concussions or if that's just an illness, but whatever it was, he wasn't dressed out. 
Um, there was no plans for him to play, but you just have to look. I don't think you can say he would have won this game, but you look at the, the, uh, the game Shane has started. Uh, he started in our two biggest losses to Maryland, which we had kind of a comeback in the second half, the loss by 10 and then TC losing by 20, uh, or not 21. Um, but losing to TCU, um, so by 17. So Again, I don't like to get into the what-if world, but you have to – I think this this game proved to me once and for all that Shane starting is not going to get us anywhere. I think give him an offensive line, maybe it could have been a closer game because the defense played better. But with the poor offensive line, Sam just has a better quality of keeping us in the game, even if Shane's a better passer. So hopefully he'll be healthy and ready to go next week as we go on the road to Morgantown. Or sorry, that's that's two weeks from now. Uh, next week at Kansas, and uh, you know that's not as big of a deal playing at Kansas or playing here against Kansas because that should be a win. But again, last year, so we're not going to bring that up anymore. But I think Sam needs to be the quarterback um, from now on. You, going, let's let's talk about Tim Beck for a little bit because I, I've gone back and forth on him and not not liking him or not liking him. And I've touched on this uh, last week, I believe saying that on paper and the way that he's produced with this offense, and I get the offensive line has not been there. I get that, but still the play calling has been terrible. When you know you have no offensive line, you have to do a better job of you have to do a better job of developing plays where where Shane's not standing in the pocket for a while trying to get the deep ball going. And that worked a little bit at first, but Largely, Shane's not going to have that much time. You got to have him throwing the ball, quick slants, quick out routes, something quick. Hurry up the tempo. That's how we produce yards, and he's not been doing that great. So, where I'm torn is, do you fire him or not? One one way you, I'm saying don't fire him because you can't keep going new coach, new or new coordinator, new coordinator, new coordinator every year because it gives everybody or gives the teams. Uh, all the players, a whole new system they have to learn every year, which is tough. It's hard to build a good program when you have a new system, a new program, new plays every year. However, if you are trying to turn this team into a national championship caliber team, maybe, you know, I don't think Tim Beck can do that. And, and I think, again, some of it is he wants a running quarterback, and this offense doesn't have that. And so maybe we, when you have guys like Cameron Rising coming in next year, Maybe you're able to develop that more, but you know if you can, if we can finally get an offensive coordinator who is solid and who we can stick with for a while, if that is a, if if there is one of those candidates available, I think you have to take him and you have to try to get the coach who's going to be an offensive coordinator for four or five years before he gets snatched up by a bigger team. So that's my take on Tim Beck, but. It, it's hard. It's hard to warrant keeping him around, with just w- with the failures of our offense, even with the poor offensive line play. Um, let's move on to defense. Uh, I touched on this earlier, but the defense did struggle a lot early on, um, especially on that first drive. And it wasn't even it wasn't poor play. It was um, it was poor discipline. Uh, I believe Brandon Jones had a personal foul. I don't remember who had the other one on the first drive, but. That's 30 yards you give up, and when you're playing a very fundamental sound team like TCU, that really, in a way, reminds me of like a, a, a Kansas State team with more talent. 
So that's very dangerous. A team that just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You can't make mistakes against this team or you're going to lose. And we saw that we made mistakes. And you give up a score in the first play or for the first drive and you lose all your momentum. So that hurt. However, after that, I felt like they buckled down for a large part, um, especially in the second half, um, only giving up seven points. And that was at the end of the game when it was kind of a, a blown, like fourth down, you're sending everybody, it's you stop them or not. So the defense, clearly, they, if we make it to the bowl game, it's going to be the defense who does that for us. We, the offense will not, Sam Ellinger, I, nobody on the offense is going to carry us to a bowl game. It is on the defense. And you look at the three games we have left, Kansas, which should be a win. West Virginia on the road is going to be tough, but... When you have a good defense, you you have a chance to win every game. You also have a chance to lose every game. And Tech, who I think sh- we 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 have the ability to beat all the three teams left. So it would be nice to get to seven and five. Um, but if if we can't continue to grow the offense and continue to grow the offensive line, even as depleted as they are, it could be a six and six year looking at a bowl game and finishing right about five hundred. Uh, the other thing. Um, that I think hurt the defense in this game is it's really hard, especially when TCU would pick up the tempo. The defense was not getting a lot of rest because when the offense is going three and out and not staying on the field for a while, the defense doesn't get a rest on the bench. And so when they don't have a rest and they come back in and then TCU is going with this up tempo offense, it wears them down. And so that's, that's one reason why they give up 24 points is especially early on, when the offense was struggling to to stay on the field, is they're exhausted, TCU's ramping up the tempo, and it just completely wears them down. Um, the one thing is, in this was the first game where I believe there were no turnovers, um, and that's, that's one way that we've been able to stay in other games, is turnovers or a pick six or some kind of scoring special teams, defense kind of way. And we'll talk about Michael Dixon because, of course, he's the star of the week. But what you have to look at is there was no pick six, no no fumble recoveries for a touchdown, no turnovers that gave us better field position. And you can't you can't put the loss on the defense, obviously, because they did play. They played fairly well. You uh, limit Kenny Hill to 146 yards passing, and uh, the team only had 177 yards rushing. So that's not giving up a ton of yards. However, you just the defense has to know that they're the one thing working on this team. And they have to cause turnovers and they have to score touchdowns somehow defensively or in special teams or at least at least put us in good field position so that we can have a chance to win the game. That's that's really all there is to it. Um and so Against uh, against West Virginia, against Tech, Kansas should be a win. Against those teams, it is up to the defense to get pressure on the quarterback, force bad throws. When you're tackling a guy, rip the ball out. Make sure one guy's secured the tackle, but once the tackle's been secured, go for the ball and cause turnovers, cause chaos. That is the only way where that we're going to be able to make it to a bowl game. Um. The shame is, you know, the way that Todd Orlando has improved this defense over the course of the season 
Um, and especially you look at how many points Ohio, uh, uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma scored against each other. We limited both of those teams to Oklahoma 29 and Oklahoma State 13 or 10 in regulation. And they're putting up over 100 points combined. So that, that shows you just how good of a coach Todd Orlando is. But it is scary because when, when a coordinator can come in and improve one side of the team that well over a season, you know his name is jumping to the top of everybody's coaching search list. And there's going to be a lot to see. We'll be looking for a new coach, although I've heard John Gruden's name thrown in there. A&M might be looking for a new coach. They've lost two in a row. Uh, they have New Mexico State or some you know little pansy school. If they're in a close game or if they lose to that, that team, there's a good chance that someone's seat, which is already very hot, warms up a whole lot more. So they could be looking for a head coach. Um, or or a, a smaller school like SMU, who will likely lo- use, lose their coach. Um, so maybe one of those smaller schools who loses their head coach to a bigger school, Orlando goes up there. But more than likely, I would not be surprised if next year we, w- we don't see him at Texas, which, which will be a bummer, but hopefully Herman will be able to find... We might have a, a whole new offensive and defensive coordinator um, coaching for next year, which, which could cause problems. Um, just like I was saying earlier with new schemes and whatever. Anyways, um, Dixon, Michael Dixon, the punter. That's right, folks. He uh, he really did, I feel like, improved his Heisman uh, resume. Last game, I was a little frustrated because the coaches had him putting on the 40, and it just dropped his average. Um, Dixon, I think, in my opinion, had his most impressive game. And um, I just I also want to compare him to the pros because I think – uh, punting and kicking is one area where you can really compare players to the pros because it's the same thing. It's not like running, you know, a running back puts up, you know, 150 yards in a game. It's different because it's not a, it's against a different defense. But with kicking, you're kicking the same ball, the same, you know, it's this, there's there's no difference. Uh, maybe elevation. If he goes to the Broncos, he'll be kicking it like 80 yards per punt. Uh, but anyways, he was averaging 50.8 yards per punt in this game. Um, but the most impressive, well, there are two mo- two very impressive things. Um, the first one was he had a 76-yard punt. 76 yards. The longest punt in the NFL this year, 71 yards. That means his punt this year was five yards longer than anybody else in the NFL has kicked it that year, there, this, this past year. That is incredible. And obviously the record's 99 yards because you can't top that. But that's still very impressive. We're running out of time. We'll be right back. 